And so people read I met with my friend Abby at her home to listen to her story. She shared a story about a subject that we both connect with, theater. Wow. It was so sad. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, man. Yeah, she's still wow. super uncomfy. Once again, all names used in the episode are changed to protect their privacy. The only names we keep in are the storytellers and the voice actors. With that, I give you Abby's story. So, it was about this time, about four or five years ago. I was in my senior year. Um, and we were doing The Crucible by Arthur Miller, and one of my dream roles was Abigail Williams. So I was like, I must be Abigail Williams! Um, and I got it. Woohoo. Thank you to my high school director. All love for her. So I'm, I was so pumped to do this show, and I had done all of this like textual analysis and like character breakdowns and everything, and I had beat out so many scenes like before auditions because I was just like over the moon about doing this show and so in the paint about being this one part which was sometimes a good thing in this rehearsal process and many times a bad thing because <laughs> I was obsessed and we were trying to get adjudicated to perform at the International Thespian Festival in Natchitoches right so I wasn't the only one who was super serious about it. Like, we were all super serious. Uh, but I think it turned me into a righteous <laughs> because of, like, because I was so serious about this process because I was like, we have to get adjudicated. I was um, just crazy. And they, it was just a long process of, like, casting. It was a hard show for her to cast. Like, we went through, I don't remember how long, but it was a long, long and different callback process. So the stakes were even felt even higher for us because we're getting adjudicated. We went through this entire like casting process. So we're all very much locked into like, this has to be a great show. So setting up for, I'm sorry to my mother. So the guy that got cast as John Proctor, sweet, sweet boy, um, he was just having some trouble learning his lines sometimes. So I would call him on the weekend sometimes, you know, and we would have had rehearsal all that week and he was also a senior. So I'm sure he was overwhelmed and I feel bad about it now, but I would just like call him and be like, let's run lines on a Saturday morning, you know, like crazy. It was too much, but I was just so, you know, I was that theater kid at that point. So we would, you know, call and run lines. Well, we were also having trouble because we had no chemistry. And also I'm a very like to myself kind of person in a way. And I was like pining after this one person um, and like super not focused on any of that. And I think he was like, I don't think he like cared about me so much, but I think he was interested. So I think we were just totally missing each other in the chemistry department. And so he would kind of like make these little advances, probably only to strengthen his part. And I would just be like, we're doing a play, <laughs> you know? So stop it. But our, our characters, you know, John Proctor and Abigail Williams are very sexual. Like their, their relationship is purely sex and hate. Like that's it, you know? So our director was like, you guys, you just need to connect, please. You know, and we, I had 
um, because I was crazy about this role, like beat out the scene and um, like got prepared myself a lot mentally and textually for the forest scene at the beginning of act two, which is what our story hinges on. <laughs> um, so we went through some like skeleton blocking him and I, and the day that where we finally started doing the forest scene in rehearsal with our director, we do this like outline of blocking that we have for her and we, you know, say our lines and everything. I don't know if we had them completely memorized at that point or like whatever, but, uh, that may have also hindered us, but it was mainly the chemistry thing. And by the end, I don't even think she let us get far into it. Or maybe she let us do the whole thing and then said something. I don't know. But I just remember during that rehearsal, she was like, can you guys just like hang out or something? You you know, this is, uh, have you ever like dated someone like that? Can you guys just like have some kind of chemistry? She She was just very like, Yup, this is, this sucks. You gotta pull it together. Your chemistry is terrible. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna take this into my own hands. Silly, again, crazy, it was crazy. So I invite him over to my house for that weekend so we can reblock the scene. Um, Cause she, she also gave us some pointers on blocking and wanted to block it for us. But it, it was kind of a, her style for that show was like, what are you going to bring to the table first? I don't want to just give you blocking. Like, what are you, where are you connecting? What are you thinking about this scene? But let your emotions lead you where it will. Figure out what your blocking is naturally, and then I will guide it into what I want the direction to be if you're not going in the, the where I'm thinking, you know? So... <sighs> I didn't really get at the time that that was her thought either. So I have him come over and I'm like, we have to completely block this scene down to the like hand gesture movements, you know, like I was so nuts about it and I didn't need to be. <laughs> so the stakes are already so high in my head. So, so high. And we're doing that forest scene, which the stakes are so high in that scene and it's so sexual and it's too much. So we're in my backyard and I pull out an ice chest to be the like bench that we sit on. And so we're blocking out like what exactly we're gonna do in the scene. We like talk about it first. And I very much at this point thought that we were just like bros. And so we're just like having a bro chat about like what we're gonna do in the scene. And then also just about our lives in general, just to make it more comfortable. So we're not, you know, we're not only talking about the show, which up to that point it was. So we do the scene. And it's a very, again, I'll say like a high stakes scene and he's yelling and you know, in that scene, he's calling her a whore and like all of this stuff. And he's like, oh, terrible woman, you whore, blah, blah, blah. And he's screaming it. And this guy had a loud, loud, loud booming voice, right? And I'm matching him, you know, cause it was Abigail Williams. She's gonna, you know, yell right back. And she's like, love me, love me. But also plays the victim. So it was, again, in our backyard and very, very loud. So we we do all of that. I don't even know how long we're doing this scene, but it was a while. And then afterwards, we sit down to chill 
we had this conversation where I don't know if he was trying to ask me on a date or not, but, you know, I had been all up in his face about, you know, calling him to run lines and like, now he's at my house. And so obviously he was going to think like, oh, you know, maybe, maybe something could happen with us. And <laughs> I was just like, what? I'm in love with so-and-so. Like, <laughs> and he, then we had that whole conversation. So it was like awkward, whatever. So we go inside, everything's chill. He goes home, whatever. Well, a day later, our across the street neighbor is like outside and sees my mom and is like, Hey, um, are, are you okay? And she was like, huh? And she's like, well, I heard what happened the other day. And you know, I, I've been in a bad relationship with my previous husband. It was very intense for me. And she just starts talking about, you know, this, this terrible abusive relationship that she's been in. And my mom was like, I'm so sorry, but what are you talking about? And the lady was like, Well, I, I heard you and your husband arguing the other day, and it got really heated, and if you need anything, feel free to reach out and right across the street. And you know, I know what you're going through. Which, this is not funny, like, I feel so bad for that woman, you know, but it wasn't my mom's situation, so she was just so, like, out of her mind. Because she was like, the neighbors all think this about me. They think that I'm a cheating whore and that your dad hurts me. And he's so mad, but he, but he's not like that. You know he's not like that. We know that. You know. I know. They don't know. And anything I say just makes it worse. Because when I tell them that we're just fine and we love each other and our family's okay, that that was just my daughter yelling with her friend. Oh, they were just practicing a scene for a play. Then they just think I'm making excuses. And now they really think your dad's horrible to me and is making me cover it up. So I'm just, I'm screwed. Either way, I have no way out of this. Our neighbors think your dad hurts me. This is terrible. And I was like, I'm sorry, mom. I'm so sorry. And she, she, she still to this day, some of the neighbors like give them the side eye. And she thinks that it's because of that. And we had new neighbors move in like right to our left. Um, but other than that, everybody like right next to us has really like right across the street on the other side has behind us has remained the same. And they just, and he screams at the dogs a lot too. So he is a screamer with the dogs because they bark so much. Um, so I think they really all think that it's true. And so like to this day, my mom is just very uncomfortable around the neighbors. Um, and then they, you know, of course came and saw the show and <laughs> My grandmother, bless her heart, like can't stand these things and saw the show and was like, that's too racy. He was calling her a whore. This is too much. And <laughs> they just weren't general fans of it. But my mom um, was like, well, yeah, wait till you hear what the neighbors think of me and then told her the story. So I'm sorry, mom. And that's that's it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god right and there you have it a big thank you to Abby for sharing her story with me thank you to Jada Williams Emily Patrick and Haley Slyker for lending their voices to this episode as the director, the neighbor, and Abby's mom respectively this show was made possible by Loyola's podcasting department so a big thank you to them be sure to look up Loino Podcasts to see their wonderful lineup of equally amazing podcasts Leave a good review and let me know what you think of the show. Listen to Life Stories on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Thanks, guys.